Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to TC Live, our one-hour pregame show on this Monday at the BNP Paribas Open. Everyone going for that crystal trophy. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Safe Life. The second week in the desert equals a more deserted locker room as players try to survive in advance. It is the tennis version of March Madness as we complete the Sweet 16 for both the men and women. Looking at our Safe Light order of play, every match made for popcorn. Hubie Hercotch and Tommy Paul first up on Stadium 2. Wimbledon champ Elena Rybakina and former Indian Wells winner Paula Bedosa on Stadium 1. Both defending champions in action. Taylor Fritz and Iga Sviantek, who plays former winner Bianca Andreescu. And can Carlos Alcaraz keep his hopes of returning to number one alive in the night session? Here's what's coming up over the next hour. The top two American women took different roads to victory on Sunday, and now they are two wins away from a semifinal showdown. Plus, we'll show you how Daniil Medvedev's winning streak was tested, but not broken in his third rounder, so is he the favorite to win it all? And with double shining bright in the desert, our correspondent Leslie Allen provides a dissertation on dubs to kick off week two at Indian Wells. Out on the practice court, after a tricky first-rounder against Ben Shelton, top-ranked American man Taylor Fritz continues his title defense today against Sebastian Baez. Iga Sviantek is doing the same against Bianca Andreescu, who won here as a wild card in 2019. The world number one, trying to become just the second woman to go back-to-back in the desert. As always, you can find us inside Stadium One, just behind those windows if you're in stadium plaza say hello give us a wave as we bring you into our bmw tennis channel desk steve weissman and my friends chanda rubin prakash amitraj a beautiful monday week two getting underway here at indian wells and we've got some big breaking news the USDA announcing that Bob Ryan has been named the next U.S. Davis Cup captain. He was a part of the winning team, the last winning team for the United States back in 2007. Hit the winning shot in doubles with his brother Mike. Prakash, what do you think of Bob Ryan taking over the U.S. Davis Cup squad? Well, look, we're celebrating you here, Bob. I got the, the red, red and blue pens over here <laughs> for you. So we're, we're celebrating all, all day. Listen, Bob has been a stalwart, not just in Davis Cup, but, but also in representing the U.S. In a, in a very classy way, along with his brother Mike for, for so long on the tennis court and um, you know it's just a name you you associate with with US tennis so I think it's a, it's a great choice and um, the captain the one who chooses the coach so you know who, who, who's he going to choose I mean going to choose Mike he's got That'd a guy that great. he's That'd won great. 16 grand slams with maybe I don't know they obviously <laughs> make a good team <laughs> but can he choose his brother I mean is that how that works I mean, I you're the captain. You can, you, can, you can do what you like. I you don't know. know. You're keeping it in the family, that's a little weird. But happy for Bob Bryan. I mean, this is such an important role, and it caps off a stellar career that he has had. Add that to the resume, and you know, hopefully he can help bring another yes. title. Yeah. Yes, he will, he will take over for the first time during the group stage matches in September. We hope to talk to Bob at some point during the Sunshine Double. But congratulations, Bob Bryan, new U.S. Davis Cup captain. Let's get you caught up on the action from yesterday. Starting with Daniil Medvedev, trying to reach the Sweet 16 by extending his win streak to, guess what, 16 in a row, facing Ilya Ivashka Prakash. Well, uh, certainly in Tier 1 of favorites here, the way Carlos Alcaraz is nice and healthy, you've got to put them two in a category of their own. Medvedev got off to a great start here. Big pounding from the baseline to some nice field there with that backhand drop shot. Takes it for a set 6-2. But Ivashka really upped the aggression here in the second set. Tried to change things up. Attack the net. Some good net coverage there. And here with a good 1-2 punch is able to execute. Take out that second set. All of a sudden, Mr. Medvedev finds himself in a third. But got off to a great start. Never panicked. And gosh, when he's moving well, both sides working. Check out this backhand right here, inside out. That is such a tough shot to hit. But the way he 
turns his shoulder down, you can't really tell which way he's going. Has great, great disguise on it. Check out this match point. Little funky to end things. Goes little 360. That is a high degree of difficulty to close things up. I'm not, I'm not sure what that reaction was. This is like no big thing, right? Weissman closes things out 6-1. And impressive serving. 73% on the first serve, 63 on the second. Medvedev, Ilmatic against Ivashka. 18-set win streak is over, but the match run continues. Francis Tiafo looking to reach the fourth round here for the first time. Rematch with Jason Kubler from the U.S. Open last year, Chanda. Stadium two tones were on fire. Uh, Francis Tiafo just started off so calmly, got the forehand working. That is one of his big shots, and it would come in handy when he had break opportunities. Again, using the forehand to set up that fantastic play up at the net. It's been a patiently aggressive Francis Tiafo at times, and it has continued to elevate his game again tacking the net using the athleticism and look you got to get a smile after that drop volley that was some pretty sweet stuff second set Tiafo just kept it going did not lose focus a little bit of feel some variety and when you have the power that Tiafo has off the ground the short drop shots and the changes of pace are even more effective close this one out so cleanly that's a good feeling to win in straights. Nine aces, broke three times, saved the only one he faced. Just 71 minutes on court for Big Foe. You know, I played him at the open, all tight sets, but I had a lot of break points and just wasn't converting. Um, he gave me a lot of seconds today, and, you know, I made him pay for it. Uh, you know, I served pretty well today. and Yeah, I mean, he came, he came out swinging. That first game, I thought it was a huge hold. And, um, but, yeah, you know, at two all, I felt I started flying a little bit. I picked, I picked up the ante a little bit, and he didn't match me. You know, Stefano Tsitsipas out. There's a big opening there in the bottom half of the draw. Gets Alejandro Tabilo next. Uh, hasn't dropped more than three games, Prakash, so far in any set. What's impressed you most? I, I love the way he's looking, and Chanda hit it on the head with the patiently aggressive. We all know he's got the power. He's got the dynamic play. But choosing when to do it, I, I think, is huge. He's got, he's got his coach, Wayne Ferreira, even sprinkling the salt on the sides. And I don't think we can go through the rest of the year without discussing Francis's fashion every time. I mean, look, he did what he did in Australia. And over here, what are we going with right now? Is this like a strawberry swirl with a little <laughs> desert off-white in the middle? I'm not quite sure, but um, Chanda, do we like this better than the Aussie Open fit? You know, I'm going to be honest. I did not like Australia's outfit. That was not good. But this one, I I'm liking it a little better. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. I mean, I think Francis, he can pull a lot of things off, and he's making that outfit look better than it probably really is. But, yeah, I don't mind it. <laughs> the Australian Open was more of a kaleidoscope. This, this is a, a subtle, subtle desert tone. It's nice Shanda. of you to put, you know, name to a kaleidoscope. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but you're I, making I, that outfit sound better than it really I want, was. I just, I, you know, I haven't seen the equalizer in a minute. You know, I, okay. wonder, I wonder if he needs to cut off the sleeves to be able to, you know, do it. But, but the, the outfit's working at the moment. I, I like, you know, the sleeves. It's a little more subdued. He's going to surprise some people with the guns. You know, don't just show them right away. Yeah, you got to hold some of them. Yeah, maybe quarter semis, final. Just a kid from Sierra Leone, man. Alexander Zverev has been steadily improving after returning from that devastating injury in Paris last year. Speaking of devastating, he told us that Prakash ignored him before this match. Overcame that as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to show him some love today when I see him in the players' lounge. But, but look, the guy got off to a bit of a slow start. Rusevori up a break there. Zverev was able to fight back. And you see him moving really well here. When he's able to move freely on that leg, which, which he injured last year, that ankle, that's a really, really good sign. Was able to... Uh, Rusevori was able to come back, take that second set, 6-1. Third set, check this out, break point here. Huge moment in the match, dead run, finds that backhand up the line on a huge point, tries to get the crowd involved, and this is something he's missed. It's tough to find those big tennis shots and those big tennis moments. Was able to do it here, came back, match point, forces the error. These kind of matches, squeezing it out when you're not playing ideal, huge in him getting back to where he was last year. Said he lost a lot of tight three-setters here. Felt like he just wanted to get out of here with the win he did. Great effort, though, from Emil Rusevori. On the women's side, top American in the world, Jesse Pagula, has reached the quarterfinals in her last eight events. Had a big hurdle to clear Prakash against Anastasia Potapova. Yeah, Potapova stayed aggressive all the way throughout that first set. Jesse, a few uncharacteristic errors you don't really see from her. She usually keeps the unforced errors down. She's able to pick and choose her shots really well, but it was tricky out there. There was a ton of wind. Both players had to 
sort of make do and adjust a lot. You can see her there. Nothing came easy yesterday. Jessie was able to fight back, take that second set. And again, third set, things got ugly. Got off to a rough start. Horapova, two love up, break point up here, but a big backhand down the line. That could have been a complete game changer there. Two breaks, would have been tough to come back from it. Horapova, a chance to be able to go up 4-2 here, but just with another big backhand up the line. Evens things out, goes towards the business end of the third set, and here just just staying solid, getting a few more balls in play, and some of those intangibles that she picks up on the doubles court as she talked about with that little forehand feel. Able to squeeze things out, absolute battle between these two, but some nice love at the end, Steve. Second straight comeback from a set down, fourth three setter in a row. I told her this is what you do. She said, I'd rather not. Uh, her doubles partner, Coco Golf, in an all-teenage match with Linda Noskova, wanted to prove, Chanda, that she is the top team. Uh, this is one of the points of the match, the athleticism, the speed of Golf. She almost turned this point around, but Noskova doing everything she could to stay on top. Golf would continue to solidify her lead, though, in this set, kept being aggressive. And this is the area that Golf has the advantage against Noskova. Her ability to play at the net, her confidence above the shoulders. Nice way to end that first set and just allow Golf to relax a little bit more. She hit out on her forehand beautifully, really took on that challenge and you could see the focus on that shot and it allowed her more moves into the net. Noskova was a game competitor, but just a few misses when she could not afford it, Noskova, especially on the forehand side. A lot of that had to do with the speed of golf. It's really Let's hear from the now 19-year-old Coco Golf. Definitely my serve uh, today served really well, um, which I'm really happy because my first round, it wasn't my best serving. And then doubles yesterday, I was giving just a hard time because I wasn't making any first serves. So I'm, I'm glad that I could transfer it today. Let us be the first to say on national television, happy birthday, Coco. Today's your birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Coco. Come and celebrate with us over here. Yes, please do. Uh, turns 19 today. Uh, could win for best performance in a non-drama, but she's also, by the way, as good of a prognosticator as Chanda Rubin. Take a look at this. This is way before the tournament. She knew who was going to win the Oscar for best picture, said everything, everywhere, all at once. Kind of like her game. She's everything everywhere all at once and uh, everyone else was picking top gun she called this she also called rihanna's first song she she knew it was gonna be uh, better have my money okay i was wondering if <laughs> well, you're gonna well, say it steve. okay steve <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen uh, she, she can do it all everything everywhere i love it i, love it. I gotta see once. that movie though and, and she's, it she's obviously got a great taste in film also yeah. able mm -hmm. to pick be able to pick that ahead of time yeah nice yeah. she said she can clearly see in the future just like Raven Simone. <laughs> Just like Raven Simone, you, you know, but you've got a little Miss Cleo vibes also. You remember those commercials? <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more our time. <laughs> exactly. We're giving it away, Steve. <laughs> That's so Raven. Uh, thank you uh, once again. I mean, gr great stuff for, for Coco Golf. And, and by the way, Chanda's picks, five for five, still to come on the show. when are we going to dinner? I mean, I'm getting lucky. I'm the Chanda Bucks are still, lucky. still <laughs> flowing. <laughs> A rude awakening in the third round for the three seed. How Casper was ghosted from the tournament. Plus, big news, big, big news. Details on Andy Roddick joining TC Live in person, in studio at the BNP Paribas Open. And who will deliver today's birthday greeting to Tennis Channel in our next segment? Will it be Maddie, Tracy, or, or the birthday girl herself? TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is presented by SafeLight, the vehicle glass experts. Watching tennis channel as a kid, uh, it was pretty, I would say for me, it's where I watch tennis at, it's all I've known. Um, but I definitely think speaking to my dad, you know, there was never really a network that showcased just tennis. You know, tennis wasn't considered I mean, it was a big sport, but I guess not big enough to have his own network when he was growing up. Um, so that change kind of happened uh, shortly after or shortly before I was born. And I think that's, you guys are probably the reason why my dad put me into tennis um, because of watching Tennis Channel. So I don't know. I have to ask him that, but I'm sure the answer is yes. Hi, Tennis Channel. I would like to wish you guys a happy 20th anniversary. And thank you for showcasing all the talented players in the world of tennis. That's very sweet.
happy birthday from the birthday girl herself. I mean, we're, we're like the same age, basically. We both have TikTok. We both love tennis. We have so much in common. <laughs> tennis channels, I mean, uh, Coco's like tennis channels, what, like younger sister? She's 20 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's 19. So <laughs> roughly, roughly the same category. We grew up together. I love it. I love it. And, you know, it's nice that when she talked about, you know, talking to her dad and getting yeah. some little information. I mean, such a good head on her shoulders. I remember when she was 14, she, like, the first time we ever put her on Tennis Channel, just a piece of video. And she was so geeked out about that. And now, you know, just trying to get her on set these days, you know. <laughs> she's she's a busy on, woman. She's yeah. a busy woman. B busy, busy young woman. Yeah. Uh, we've got big news. Andy Roddick, the Hall of Famer, will be joining us live Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, in studio, in person, his Tennis Channel in-person debut. Cannot wait for this. Weissman, Weissman, how is this going to work? Are we all four going to sit up here? I mean, we're going to try to have to be professional at some point. There's going to be a lot of cutting up if it's all of us up here. I want to see that happen. I think a lot of people do. I want do. to see that. You're going to try to be perfect. Try is what you said. <laughs> yeah, try. I think all four of us are going to be. Gonna that doesn't, be, bode, uh, that uh, doesn't bode well for. Uh, Jenna, also another question. Seating arrangements, how's this going to work? See, you don't have a bad side, so mm -hmm. you could sit anywhere. You know, Jen, you uh, look great. So. I, I would beg to differ, but thank you. Thank you for that. Well, you know, he can go wherever he wants. If he wants to take my, my seat. And he could be the, the, the guy on the right. Okay, we can stick you in the middle. Sure. I'm just Don't. happy we're going to see him in person. I've been kind of thinking it's a hologram when he's, been on, <laughs> when he's been on Zoom. I'm like, is that really Andy Roddick? Or now we get to see him in person. It's going to be him live. It's going to be a lot of fun. I want to see another racket toss tutorial. Maybe he'll do that here. That was exceptional. I mean, oh, that was exceptional. I've been wishing for this. I forecast a whole lot of fun on this set with the three of us plus Andy Roddick. Here is Fox Weather with the regular kind of forecast. I'm Fox Weather's Jason Fraser, and here's today's BNP Paribas open forecast. We're looking at the weather over in Indian Wells, California. It's going to be another gorgeous one with temps topping out in the mid-80s with plenty of sunshine and low humidity. There's going to be a slight breeze, though, out of the northwest that our pros they need to be aware of. Don't forget that you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your favorite connected TV device. Thank you, Jason. Still to come, last year's runner-up, Maria Sakri, would have to come from behind for the second straight match. We'll show you how she did it next. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ruben Amitraj Weissman back on TC Live, leading up to first ball on this Monday here at Indian Wells. Hercotch looking to break a four-match losing streak against top 20 players. You can see Tommy Paul right there. 17 seat here. Yeah, he is in the top 20. Back to action from yesterday. Former world number one, Karolina Pliskova, looking to even up her head-to-head -head with Veronika Kudermetova, Prakash. Got off to a great start here. When she's executing that one-two punch really well, she's one of those servers on the WTA who can hit all four spots. And when she's hitting that, she's setting herself up for forehands and backhands where she can finish. She finishes well cross-court and down the line. One of the things that makes her so difficult as a competitor. Takes the first set, 6-1. Second set, though, Kudermatova started finding some rhythm, trying to close things out. Pliskova didn't go away. Some big shots there. Saves. 5-3, gets back to 5-4, is able to even things out. Now goes for another break. It's a lot of those backhands down the line. Hallmark of Pliskova's game that served, though. 75% one on that first serve, converted 5 for 6. Break points, clean effort. She made back-to-back -back Indian Wells semis in 2016 and 17. Has never made it, though, past the Final Four here in the desert. As for Maria Sakri, continuing her revenge tour. Beat Shelby Rogers for the first time in her opening match and hoping to do the same Chanda against Angelina Kalinina. Yeah, Kalinina, she is a huge ball striker, hit some big time winners in critical moments, and was able to take that first set. And she looked good. She looked confident. But Maria Sakri, she was not going to 
budge or go away. She turned things around here. Great point in the second set with the forehand up the line. That gave her that little extra boost. She did not win. Excuse me, just to lose another game to take that second set 6-2. But the third set was still going to go down to the wire. Sakri serving well, using the kick serve there to open up some court up the line. That's been the go-to play for Sakri. She's got such good movement around the court, such an athletic player. This was on match point number three. The job shot finally paid off, created some openings, and this was a huge emotional and satisfying win for Maria Sakri. Comes back from a set and a breakdown for the second straight match. And look at this fourth round. I mean, great stuff. Sakri, Pliskova, Kvitova, Pagula. Cannot wait for those matchups. For Maria, winning ugly is still winning. She said she will have to reduce her unforced errors against Karolina Pliskova. Prakash, you liked what Pliskova was doing. We saw what Sakari did. Who do you think is more informed? What do you think of that matchup? Oh, gosh, uh, listen, it's a tough one to call because they both bring different elements to the game. Um, Sakari seems to be in a really good mindset right mm -hmm. now. When she, when she sat with us and talked to us, she said, listen, I, I, just, I, I need to play better. I, I'm just making too many unforced errors out there. But again, I, I go back to this. I, I love when a player is not playing their best tennis and somehow finds a way to win. Everyone can win when they're playing well. So to be able to find your way through bad matches, I, I almost feel like that gives you more confidence. So the fact that Sakari has a lot of improvement left here, I think she's going to step it up in that next match but um gosh the way pliskova is able to open up balls down the line it, it, it just it cuts off the court so much you kind you kind of you don't know where to go so um you know it could come down to execution yeah i like sakri's chances in this match in this matchup i think she's going to have a lot of opportunities to use her foot speed to extend rallies to try to get pliskova off balance and that changes completely the way Pliskova can hit, whether she can create that depth and that pace. But I do think Pliskova is playing some terrific tennis. If she can play first strike tennis and get on the front foot, use her serve, that's going to be key. She certainly has the edge in terms of firepower and pace. But Sakri has looked good. She has come through some tough matches, and I think that will help her feel even more confident in this matchup. She told us she only had two shots of espresso before that last round. She said, I, I think I needed more. I started slow, so we'll see. We'll ask her. She actually told us she'll bring her espresso machine. She travels with one to the desk if she wins her next She's match. got some good flavors there. That, that is a coffee date that I think will be a lot of fun for us up here. Casper <laughs> Rude looking for back-to-back -back wins for the first time all year. Taking on qualifier Christian Garin Prakash, who has not lost a set all week. No, he hasn't, and the kid is looking really good on the hard courts. That, what you saw right there, is what we saw the whole match. Him staying inside the baseline, really trying to dominate with that forehand, and a ton of approaches to the net. He looked really authoritative as he was able to put away volleys, put away smashes. And you see there, big serving. 80% won on the first serve. Five aces to boot. Now, second set, we're at four all here. Some pretty impressive through legs work here for Kasparud, but Garin could have shut things down a little bit earlier. He was up a break, had a point to go up a double break. Kasper fights back, ends up in a breaker here. Could have gotten tricky for Garin if it went into a third set, but the kid kept his foot on the aggression, was able to continue staying aggressive, continued approaching the net. I mean, this guy a net rusher or what? When he's able to mix things up, get a little out of his comfort zone, that's when I think he's his most dangerous. Builds a nice little full match point cushion, takes it up. See, he says, I'm not crazy. I like going to the net. <laughs> Third top 10 win, first since 2021, and first on a hard court. As for Kasparud, after I picked him to reach number one in the world See at what some you point did? this See year. See what you did, Weissman? <laughs> it has not been uh, a great little run there, Shanda. You I put mean, a little too much pressure on him, Steve. I'll, I'll take the blame for this he, one. He, you know, shout, shout out to our team. Look at the picture they chose there for Kasparud. He's looking... He's looking down there, down bad. But good news, after Miami, got the clay court season coming up. I thought you were going to say, good news, he's got more time for golf here in the desert. <laughs> that too. Taro Daniel took out Kasparud last week, defeated Matteo Berrettini here, and fighting for another upset against former Indian Wells winner Cam Norrie, Chanda. Oh, that was such a sweet little drop shot from Daniel to get himself the set point. Closes it out with the Norrie miss, and he was pumped, had a lot of the crowd behind him, and got up in the second break of serve Daniel did. But Norrie 
he kept fighting back and using the net game that he is so synonymous with, had that little extra boost of confidence, able to turn things around and take it to the third. And that's where Nori's game really opened up, flicking the forehand there up the line to stretch his lead. Couple match points there. Big serve, ace to close it out. And it was a hard fought, important three set win. Been saying it all week, don't sleep on Cam Nori. 20th win of the season, tied with Medvedev for the most on tour. Take a look at the round of 16 in the bottom half. Andre Rublev up next for Nori. And then Francis Tiafo with a big opening to reach the quarterfinals and maybe even more here at Indian Wells. More TC Live on the way, including match previews. But first, double the flavor, double the fun. Leslie Allen joins to dis dis dissect one of the sport's most dynamic disciplines. Don't say that ten times in a row. You'll stutter like me. Give me one of those. Welcome back to the Southern California desert leading up to first ball, the BNP Paribas Open. TC Live comes your way every day at 1 p.m. Eastern. Then it is 12 hours of live tennis from Indian Wells with encore coverage until play begins the next day. We now double down on tennis's dynamic duos with Leslie Allen. In tennis, on television, you tend to only see singles. The reality is more people play doubles than singles. An interesting thing happened in the open era of tennis. It used to be that the players, they played singles, doubles, and mixed. McEnroe Fleming, Navratilova Shriver, and that was pretty consistent right up through the late 80s. I think when more prize money became involved, and once there was a doubles ranking, you began to develop a whole new crop of players that were doubles specialists. Doubles is an amazing component of tennis. Every point is like setting a GPS. You must be wondering, what are they talking about? But they're saying, this is where I'm going to serve. This is the response that you're going to get. If you get that, do that. I'm going to go here. And there's a lot of switching and everything going on. You got one shot. It's no ad. So every point is much more important in doubles. Doubles used to be all about coming to the net, coming to the net. What you will sometimes see will be two players on one side just ripping ground strokes and that partner is trying to get in there and cut off the shot. The one thing you don't want to do in doubles is to be standing around occupying space. Sometimes people that play doubles, you put them on a singles court, they're lost. But on the doubles court, they are magicians. A doubles player could be a singles player improving their game because you're in different spots on the court than you would be in singles. It's about improvising, so you're improving your reactions. You could be a past singles champion, still want to stay in the game, continue to play. Maybe you're coming back from an injury. Or you can be a journeyman. Doubles teams are sticking together for a long time now, so if you look at a partnership like Coco Golf and Katie McNally, they gotta have a nickname, right? Makoko. So now people know when's Makoko playing, when's Makoko playing. When Serena announced that she was going to play doubles with Ons Jabour. It wasn't Jabour and Williams, Ons Rina, a name. John Isner and Diego Schwartzman. Just the physical visual of them was interesting, but they had a name, Eastman. So fans made signs, they love them. It just shows how people are relating to doubles. I think over the years, doubles has gone from stepchild to creating stars to now being very relatable. Because two people on one side, so it becomes more of a team thing. They're not necessarily on the back court. They've created a lot more stories and interests, and they see all of the different dynamics that can happen. When you look at today's doubles, you can see some of the most incredible reflex shots and tactics. It's like a chess game out there, really. That's the beauty of doubles.
Thank you so much, Leslie. Uh, if you checked yesterday's schedule, there were doubles matches on both Stadium 1 and Stadium yep. 2 last night. And, and here in the desert, a lot of singles players play the doubles, which is very entertaining. You both played singles and doubles in your careers. Chandy, a Grand Slam doubles champion. What, uh, what did you enjoy most about that discipline? Yeah, it's very different skill set that you need in doubles. Obviously, you know, coming into the net and when I played, serving and volleying almost every serve was kind of the, the key. Uh, so you develop a comfort level in those different areas of the court. And I also think for me, it was just fun, yeah. you know, to kind of have a little pressure off, not be there on your own, out there alone on a singles court to have somebody to play off of in doubles. And, you know, sometimes it was a little more pressure. You wanted to play well for your opponent. But it just, I think, provided a little bit of a release from the norm. And that's what so many singles players, I think, experience. And then you have the crowds. I mean, mm. they get into doubles sometimes in a very different yeah. way. And that was always so rewarding. So I think doubles is fantastic. And I wish and hope more singles players will continue to play. Not everyone agrees with uh, with, with Chanda Rubin. Uh, Riley Opelka has been on Tennis Channel before. This is what he said uh, on his Instagram story. Uh, the, the one thing he would change about the ATP Tour, quote, get rid of doubles. The only time people watch are when it's singles players or the Bryan brothers. Prakash, what's your reaction to this? Well, first thing, his brother didn't mince any words. <laughs> he said it exactly, exactly as he thought it. Look, there, there, there is an issue with as far as obviously what's what's more popular, and it's interesting because I, I've run into a lot of people on the grounds here who say, you know what, we would love to see more doubles out there because look, that's what we play and we appreciate that. So they were actually on the grounds looking specifically to find more doubles matches out there, and that's where their interest was. I think it comes down to a lot of um, what you're what you're promoting as well. Uh, Steve said that there are more doubles matches on Stadium One and Stadium Two. I love seeing that, and. To get more singles players to play doubles, I think it would be great. In the 70s, as, as, as uh, Leslie Allen talked about, everyone in the singles draw played the doubles draw. But now, of course, there's different things to keep in mind. Singles, there's more wear and tear. There's a lot more prize money in singles now. So you have to protect your investment. You have to protect your body. But uh, I think the more eyeballs we could get on the doubles and also just getting those personalities out there. There are some pretty spectacular personalities on the doubles tour as well you might create some stars on that side as well. For sure. And on the WTA, to be fair, a lot of the top singles players yep. play doubles. Yep. Yes. Coco Goff, Jesse Pagula, Veronica Kudermatova. I mean, Arena Sabalenka and Elisa Mertens won major titles together when they were both ranked in the top 20. I mean, that was a pretty harsh opinion from Riley Opelka, <laughs> I will say. And maybe he's talking more on ATP side, but I don't know. Get a little more informed on some of this. Okay. Yeah, that's what I say. All right. And another opportunity, you talk about Coco and Jesse, when those singles players are playing doubles, that's, that's double the superstar time on yep. the court. So it's just, it's just better overall. Get more informed. Well, yeah, I think he actually proved against his own argument. Only when singles players play are the Bryan brothers. That's very important people to still be playing doubles. <laughs> Speaking of singles players, John Isner, Jack Sock, both former top ten singles players. They are defending champions here, Prakash. Well, these two are, are a spectacle when they get on the doubles court together or with different partners. Played some impressive, impressive types of tennis here. You saw that jumping one-legged forehand from Sock early on. Tough breaker here against a very established team, Kravitz and Fabrice Martin. And let's not forget that Ismael Stock took out the French Open doubles champs in John Julian Roger and Marcelo Aravalo in the opening round. Took that first set 7-6. Second set, a little bit more straightforward. They were able to get the break. <laughs> This team, not only are they having such a good time out there, but they know exactly where to move. Come for, oh, try to go for the, try to go for a little side chest bump. John's like, no, no, not at this age, my guy. I mean, that's entertainment right there. And that crowd was packed. Absolutely. Stadium. Yeah. Why would you want to get rid of that? Now, check out, check, check, I, I check out that, that match at the bottom. Bopana Ebden against the Canadians. That's going to be a good one. This is a great doubles uh, quarter here. Who do you think wins that match? The bottom one? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, you know, I think doubles-wise, you probably got to give the edge to Bopana and Ebden. But uh, Chapo is out of singles. He's been posting about his doubles. He, he's pretty motivated to get some matches. So, I mean, I think it's going to be one of those late-night uh, uh, crowd-pleasers. All right, let's, so we'll see what we have on the women's side for the bottom half of the draw. Gabby Dabrowski and Luisa Stefani teamed back together this year. They've been playing really well. And then you got Coco Goff and Jesse Pagula, the two seeds, cruising on. 
Yeah, and they have been winning and winning and winning. You like their chances here in this second round. It's just so nice to see them both having success in singles and doubles at the same time. They are a lot of fun to watch, Golf and Pagula. Uh, Luisa Stefani's been on fire since she came back from that injury sort of mid to late last year. Love to see Dabrowski and Stefani take on Golf and Pagula. Wouldn't that be a big quarter? Yeah. We'll see if that's on, like, Stadium 2. Maybe. We'll see. All right. Uh, Tennis.com will let you know. It's the best way to keep up with the BNP Paribas Open. Just scroll down to see live scores. Click on all scores for a full list of current live scores and match results. Uh, you can also check out the men's and women's draws. Get access to full match replays on TennisChannel.com. All of our interviews from the desk. Download the app to get the full Indian Wells experience. It's Tennis.com. Your home for everything tennis. We're leading up to the top of the hour, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. That's just 20 minutes away from TP and H squared. Chad Precaution, Steve, back on TC Live. Tenth meeting between major champ Petra Kvitova and Yelena Ostapenko. They split. Two last year, Chanda, and uh, they split some lopsided sets early. Uh, this was topsy-turvy. It was Ostapenko winning the first six games. Then it was Kvitova winning the second six games of this match. Of course, you understand these are two big hitters. Sometimes it's a little hit or miss. Wondered who would get the advantage in the third set. It was Ostapenko who won the first four games. Excuse me, Kvitova who won the first four games there. And then Ostapenko, to that miss, came back and won four in a row herself. Then Kvitova would take a medical timeout at 4-all before Ostapenko would serve. This was the game that Ostapenko broke Kvitova. Then that medical timeout would come. It was a little bit sketchy, perhaps. But in the end, Kvitova was able to turn it around and win the last two and most important games of the match. And at the net, Kvitova would have a couple of words, maybe just explaining why she needed the timeout. Asapinko didn't seem to be too bothered there, so that was kind of impressive, the handshake. Yeah, uh, haven't seen Asapinko uh, give that nice of a handshake after a loss in a long time, so respect for Petra Kvitova. We did find out some more information about why Lesia Serenko withdrew from her match against Arena Sabalenka last night. She said she had a panic attack, a full mental breakdown that actually started in her match against Donna Vekic before, felt uh, mentally poor in that match, and uh, said she had spoken to the WTA CEO Steve Simon a few days ago and was shocked by what she heard basically about supporting Ukrainian players and that the opinion of Russian and Belarusian players shouldn't upset her. Now, uh, the WTA did issue a statement to the Tennis Podcast saying that they support Ukraine, condemn the actions of the Russian government. However, individual athletes should not be penalized by decisions made by leadership of their country. So uh, a lot of empathy for Lesia Serenko um, dealing with stuff on the court and, of course, what's going on off the court. We know all the Ukrainian players uh, are dealing with that right now, so unfortunately could not play last night. And then calling out Steve Simon as well. What do you make of all of this? You know, so, so many of us cannot imagine what Serenko is going through and so many other Ukrainian players. And, you know, I think that's the tough part. We know how difficult it is just in regular situations, you know, to manage this lifestyle, to manage the ups and downs, the pressures. And when you have, you know, these types of feelings, it can be very hard to kind of put – it aside and go and play tennis. So really feel for Serenko. She's clearly been struggling in some ways. We've seen it in some of the retirements, um, you know, that she's had. And it had to have been very tough to think about going up against Sabalenka, a Belarusian player. So, you know, I, I just don't think we can fully understand the scope, but completely understand her feelings. And hopefully, you know, we can continue to move forward, you know, just in terms of an association and in the tennis world and continue to show support and show the support that can really make a difference everything is so layered here you know you, you don't know what's affecting certain people what their family situations are what they've had to deal with throughout the war especially someone from being from ukraine so uh, you know when something like this happens i think as as you both said it's just a tremendous amount of understanding that we need to have for them um you know this certainly doesn't have anything to do with arena sabalenka personally, but just the thought of playing against a Belarusian player could, could spur all sorts of different emotions within oneself. So I, I think, you know, we just give her the respect she needs to take this time, and, and we just we hope to see her back in, in Florida. Yeah, we certainly do. And, and she wanted the resources 
for Ukrainian players who some of them cannot return home right now. And so there were parts of the Australian uh, stretch of the season earlier this year where they could have the housing, they could have the training and be able to stay there and, and continue their careers because, you know, everybody else is able to, to go back home and, and do their usual routine where these players, or at least some of them, are not able to do that. And she felt like she did not get um, a 100% supported answer from the WTA. Yeah, and I actually think that's fair. And maybe, you know, that's something that, you know, will be changed. They'll, she'll see some adjustments, she and so many of the other players, uh, that it affects, maybe because of speaking out this way. And, you know, certainly you look at what's being done for Ukrainian relief and, you know, all of the support along those lines. It certainly should go to players, supporting those players right now that can't go back home and have to spend extra dollars to stay extra days in hotels on the road and mm. have food and all those things. I think that absolutely can be done. And hopefully this can, uh, you know, create some change in that direction. Yeah, we will keep you updated on this story as we hear uh, further developments, perhaps more statements from the WTA as well. Back to the tennis. And we've got a good one today between the defending champion, the world number one, Iga Sviantek, taking on another former winner in Bianca Andreescu. I love this one, Prakash. Uh, what do you make of it? Well, Steve, I spoke to you before the show, and I told you this is the one I was looking forward to today. This is a place where Bianca has played some exceptional tennis. She won here as a wild card in 2019. I've said it, and I'm standing by it. I think when she's at her best, she's the most dynamic player on the WTA. I think she has the most skilled net game as far as singles goes. And if she's able to mix all that up, that last round, she was really using the angles well, pulling her opponent off the court. She's going to need to bring all of that here because it's tough to make Iga feel uncomfortable. She's the one dictating play inside the baseline. If she can mix up some slices, bring Iga in a little bit, her attack the net, move Iga around, all much easier said than done. I, I, I think she has a shot to pull off an upset. I really do. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I think this will be such a fun matchup. And hopefully Andrescu has the right mindset where she relishes the challenge of playing the world number one, of seeing how her game matches up at this point in time, and just trying to throw her full game at Sviantec. And she's going to need it. Sviantec has been playing so quick. She's so confident. She can hit with power and depth as well. And it's difficult when Sviantec can go from defense to offense so seamlessly. But I think Andrescu, she's got just enough mixes of pace. She can throw in the drop shot. You know, she can go high with a little topspin and then look to create better positioning for herself. But she's going to have to do that, you know, confidently the way she finished her last match. It was tough going the first couple of sets for Andrescu, but I think she started to find her range and her rhythm. She's going to need that against Fiontech. She loves being here. I think she will want to get the crowd involved into this one as well, and we will have it for you on Tennis Channel. It will be on TC Plus as well. Every match uninterrupted on TC Plus throughout the tournament. We've got a special incentive to sign up right now. Use that QR code on your screen or the promo code SIR for a 20% discount. It's available throughout Indian Wells and my Miami, and you'll need it for the rest of the season. Back with more after this. Welcome back. Coverage of Indian Wells, also on Bally Sports and T2. Leaf Shires and Hall of Famer Tracy Austin with the call. Top of the hour featuring Felix Ojeal-Yassim and Francisco Sarundalo, plus Emma Raducanu and Beatrice Haddad-Maya. We also are available on T2 until 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. Emma looking to win three straight matches for the first time since September of last year. So, I don't know, a tough matchup against Tadad Maya, but radicano has been looking pretty good. Yeah, I think she's playing some real confident tennis. I think she's really measuring her shot. She's coming in beautifully. She's going to need that against Haddad Maya. It's our fan duel match of the day, Prakash, and the odds are dead even. It's a pick em. Who are you picking? Gosh, I mean, flip a coin. I think, I think you'll be fine with your choice. Look, I, I think Haddad Maya is going to be tricky on this court because it's a slow court. You can use that lefty forehand to kind of pull Raducanu off the court. Raducanu, not tremendous reach, but she's been moving really well and cutting off the angles nicely. So I'm actually going to go with Emma here. And mm. partly because I, I want to see her start getting into a bit of a streak. I think she's great for the tour. I think she's great for tennis. So partly because of that. And like you said, it's a pick -em. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. Three sets in this one. I think that's a good bet. Right now, FanDuel, giving all new users 10 times your first bet in bonus bets up to $200. Win or lose, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and start making every moment more. Well, Chanda is on a heater right now. Oh Chanda my Bucks rolling in. Five for five. 
you're, you're 2147, Chanda Bucks and, and Cents. Well, it's so fitting that Francis Tiafo put me over the edge in terms of that fifth win. <laughs> Did he message nice you? nice to see him Did get the win. Did he message the you? Say thanks no, for the no, love, he's, Jen. he's keeping it professional. He's staying focused, <laughs> and I want him to do that. All right, so who's going to take you to 6-0? Well, I, I feel like right now, Steve, I got to take a little more risk. Okay. Got a little money in the Feeling bank. I, you know, you, you got to do that sometimes. That's a smart you know? investor. You That's a smart investor. got to do that sometimes. And I think Tommy Paul is a good risk. He is playing such good tennis. He's such a good mover. He's playing more aggressively as well when he has those opportunities. And it's going to be tough against Hercotch, who is a big hitter, who's a big server, and also, I think, benefits from that little extra time on these courts. But I think the movement of Paul may come into play a little more and – Look, I mean, the odds can make some, some good Chanda bucks. Yeah, you can make one. some good Chanda bucks on that, Tommy. You heard it. Here's what's trending on social media. Yesterday, we announced here on TC Live this year's Herd Award winners. The ceremony was later in the day. Peyton Stearns of Texas, Andrew Fenty of Michigan, both getting $100,000 grants. They were joined on set by former winners Mackenzie McDonald and Danielle Collins, Chanda. Uh, this is so terrific, and it gives so many players, deserving players, an opportunity, have funds to continue the progression in their careers. And I just love, um, you know, what they're doing with these Herd Awards. And, and Paula Heard coming on and talking about it was so nice to hear uh, what the motivations are for it. So. Keep it going. You don't realize how much it takes to be able to really build yourself into a top professional. So to have all that kind of ammunition is huge for uh, for those two rising stars. And it was also lovely to see uh, Mackie McDonald and Danielle Collins show up there. Mackie put out a great post of that picture and said that you know it, it just it, it's meant so much to younger mm -hmm. players previously. So for them to come and be able to show love for the next generation who are able to get this, it's great. I mean that's what it's all about. You know when you've gotten a chance to be able to come back and show love for the next gen. Collins and Stearns playing doubles together here. They're still in it. Round Love, 16 love matchup. That. Love that. Still to come. And much more still to come here on TC Live. Tennis.com, your source for everything during the Sunshine Double. Steve Tigner has your three to see every day. We'll break down some of those big matches and have the hot shot of the day when we come back. TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open is brought to you in part by FanDuel. Make every moment more. It's our hot shot of the day. There's a big junior tournament going on on the grounds. Right-hand side, that's Jagger Leach, the son of our own Lindsey Davenport. In his first match of the day, it is live right now, Prakash. Check out that backhand, Pierre. Uh, I mean, straight Davenport vibes on that backhand. He's also jacking a little bit of Francis's desert tones, but able to clean up a winner there. And this is the hot shot. We're not talking about the forehand. We're talking about the kid. That's He's right. 6-3 first set. Go Jag. Our safe flight order of play, starting with Tommy Paul and Hubie Hercotch on Stadium 2. We got Paula Pedosa playing Elena Rybakina. Three-time major champ Stan Vavrenka against the kid Holger Runa, Taylor Fritz, Iga Sviantek, and Carlos Alcaraz all in action as we break them down. How about how about the defending champion on the men's side, Taylor Fritz, against Sebastian Baez today? Only time they had met before. One and one. Couple of breadsticks for Taylor. That was in Cincy last year, Chanda. Will he have any troubles today? You know, I think uh, Fritz getting through that first match of his against Ben Shelton, where he was under so much pressure, having to play a really quick brand of tennis, having to pass. He'll have more time today against Baez, and I think he'll be more comfortable. He can have you know his firepower come into play even more. I think he has the complete advantage in this one. Of course, Baez. You know, there's always a chance on these yes. slower courts, slower conditions, but. I think Fritz has got all the weapons to handle it. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, I think this is a bit of a heavyweight versus a lightweight, middleweight type situation. I mean, Taylor's just got a little bit too much firepower on these courts, which are nice and slow and gritty. Uh, yes, Bayes is going to get a lot more balls in play, but Taylor's going to be able to take his time. And unless he beats himself, I, I look for him to come through pretty, pretty comfortably. A reminder that the top seed, Carlos Alcaraz, can get back to number one in the world if he takes the title here. We saw his first match. We, we were a little concerned about whether, you know, that leg, that hamstring would be hampering him at all, Prakash, against Talon Greek Sport today. But Carlitos looked healthy as ever. Yeah, he, he's 1-0 against Greek Sport. Actually, the one time they played on hardcore, which doesn't count in the head-to-heads, was in qualifying in 21, Greek Sport won. But... Alcaraz, of course, a completely different Alcaraz than he was in 21. Looking for him to be able to come through. My big thing with Carlos is how healthy is he looking. When he's looking healthy, 
the guy doesn't have a weakness. He's smiling. He's enjoying himself out there. His energy is infectious. It takes a lot to beat him. And right now, the way everyone's looking in the draw, if he's feeling healthy and playing well, it's going to take a, a Medvedev playing unbelievably well, I think, to try to take him out. Yeah, I think, you know, Greek Spore has just enough push in his game to uh, have it be a good match for Alcaraz on these courts. You know, get just a little more pace and where Alcaraz can really let his forehand fly. He's also got that drop shot, which works so well uh, in these conditions. So I think uh, Alcaraz has got to be feeling very good about this matchup. The fact that they've played multiple times before, there's not going to be a lot of surprises. So I think that helps as well, and that favors the top player in uh, Carlos Alcaraz. Greeks were 0-7 against top 10 guys, so this would be a big-time upset for him. Alcaraz, of course, made the semifinals here last year. On the women's side, how about the reigning Wimbledon champion, Elena Rybakina, who has looked good so far, but these are the courts that kind of made Paula Bedosa bloom into a star, Chanda. Yeah, and I think it's a little bit of a tough matchup for Rybakina because Bedosa is so good moving around the court, and she hasn't quite been in that form that saw her get the title a couple of years ago, but I think she's finding some of that rhythm again, and she will have a chance, again, to get into some of the rallies. How well will, will Rybakina serve? That's going to be the question. That could really be to her advantage, but I think Bedosa's got a good shot on these courts in particular, and and we'll see where her head is at. But, you know, Rabakina, she's kind of been a different player over the last seven or eight months. So I think that will come into play, certainly, to Rabakina's favor. Her ranking does not reflect her level of play. Didn't get any points for winning yeah. the Wimbledon title. We have an update to our hotshot. Jagger Leach now up a set and to love. Come on, now nice. In the second, playing that J1 junior event. And the walkout's coming soon. Behind Stadium 1, we haven't seen the, the bowels of Stadium 2 before, right? Uh, this is where we're starting our coverage today with Tommy Paul, Hubie Hercaccia. It's not the same, you know, digital monitors and all the flowers and all that stuff you got on Stadium 1. I like this. Look at this, Hubie. Already doing some sprints out there, trying to come in hot. But uh, I like the Chanda Bucks prediction here. <laughs> Hubie clipped him in Paris, 1-0, but that was a little quicker there. I think the surface going to make a difference, give, give Tommy enough pace to try to elongate things out there and keep the big man from serving too well and getting to the net. What are you looking for early in this match from Tommy Paul, Chanda? You know, I think, obviously, you know, his game, looking for chances to play inside the baseline. I think being aggressive when he does see a second serve early, sometimes those are your best opportunities to sneak away with an early break against a big server. Be plugged in from the first ball looking for opportunities. Both these guys know each other really well. They, they have the one match on tour, but they've played a ton of practice matches. Hubie lives in South Florida right around where Tommy Paul, Riley Opelka, and those guys live. And so, you know, during the pandemic, they were playing together in some warm-ups as we welcome Tommy Paul on the court. And he can get to a new career high here in the desert. He's a top 20 player now. And he is here from Colin. Please welcome Mr. Hubert Hurkacz. Now Hurkacz looking to get back inside the top 10. Pam Shriver and Paul Anacone have the call of this one. The three of us will be on the desk all day for interviews and updates. It's 12 hours of live tennis. Sit back, relax, enjoy a beautiful Monday here at Indian Wells.